And as soon as I said it, I covered my mouth with both hands and was like, oh, crap. Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. So my guest today is uh, Tracy Warren, and Tracy is an author, a connector, a business owner. I'm going to let her expand on those three topics and maybe more. Um, we might even talk about Facebook. Just, just kidding. <laughs> just, just, you, you had to have been here before we hit record to understand the uh, yeah. attempted humor, folks. Anyway, Tracy, why don't you introduce yourself <laughs> to our audience? Oh, gosh. I, yeah, I'm Tracy Warren. I'm a forever Seattleite. Um, my kids were born in the same hospital I was born in, which is kind of cool. And I'm a serial entrepreneur, right? Like there's a group of us that say we are certifiably unemployable. And it's mostly because we like to do it the way we like to do it, right? Like, isn't that what people, what makes people an entrepreneur? Absolutely. And I'm going to interrupt you because whenever somebody says they're a serial entrepreneur, I just keep going, you know, cornflakes, cheerio. I just, <laughs> my brain, whenever I hear, because I'll say the same thing and I'm like, but you know, is it frosted flakes? Or, oh, anyway, it's I, definitely frosted Sorry flakes. I interrupted. I hijacked no, your thread. It's all Go good. Ahead. Um, well, and actually, I, I think I'm done being a serial entrepreneur. I have found what I love to do and I don't need to keep because that's the other thing I think when someone says serial entrepreneur, it's like, oh, they're doing this thing now, but it could change in six months. Um, so I own a couple of businesses. One, I own a co-working space in Linwood, Washington, which is just north of Seattle and not quite Canada. Although some people definitely think we're in Canada <laughs> from the way they talk. Oh, Linwood's so far away. Anyway, um, and the new book I wrote is called ignite your champions and that's what the new business is about the subtitle is build your business by creating connection and community and my favorite thing about the subtitle is it tells you exactly what the book is about okay let's well let's let's see how can we do this well let's talk about your co-working space first what 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 was the impetus to open a co-working space i'm sure it's been maybe the easiest business ever to open because I'm Oh, I'm for sure. Yeah, super, uh, no problems. And but, but no, in all seriousness, why, what was the reason you decided to open a co-working space? And part two to that question is in Linwood. Okay. So part one of that question is it was years ago, maybe at this point, 10 years ago, I walked into my first co-working space and as soon as the elevator door opened, I could feel it. Like I felt this energy and I was like, I want to be a part of this and nowhere near my house, nowhere near convenient. Plus I also felt like the oldest person in the room um, because it was a lot of 20 something tech startup folks. Right. Then fast forward a number of years, nothing had happened on that front, but I was at this event where I had to talk to somebody I didn't know for five minutes about 
what I desire and they weren't allowed to talk. Oh, and at the time I was running a social media marketing agency. So I was managing multiple Facebook pages and also felt like I was working all the time, but that's a whole nother story. And I said to this person, I didn't know, I said, you know, I desire to not manage Facebook pages anymore. And I desire to open a co-working space. And as soon as I said it, I covered my mouth with both hands and was like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I speak a lot of things into existence. And so come home and started doing research and looking at spaces. And I lived, or I do live, I live in Linwood. So that's why Linwood, but it's also okay. like, it's really close to the freeway. I was the first co-working space in Snohomish County, which I thought was amazing. Well, that actually is surprising to me. Uh, yeah, it was surprising to me too, but being the first meant that 90% of the people I was meeting at networking events, if I said co-working, their eyes glazed over. And, and still now, if you talk to a lot of people in traditional in the traditional workspace, mm -hmm. um, they don't know what co-working is either. Um, it's a place where the United States has been behind. Mm -hmm. um, it became, it was a lot bigger around the world. And it was interesting because a number of years ago, I met someone from Chelan County and they were like, oh, we only have three co-working spaces. <laughs> and I was like, I'm in Snohomish County. And at the time there was one. And Snohomish County is a little bit bigger than Chelan County. Oh, uh, yeah, no, just a little. And we do. We we do have, I think we're down to two, unfortunately. I that think could, one, that's probably the case, yeah. I think one in all three of the, uh, the three that I know of are all here in Wenatchee. Mm. So, um, yeah, so a town of 35,000 people has multiple co-working spaces to yeah. choose from. And they're both really, the, the two that I've actually been, I've been in two. I've, Look through the windows of the third. Well, and I was in Leavenworth a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, Leavenworth has a co-working space. This is so oh, cool. And so I have we went, not been to that one. Okay, we went and looked through the windows to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I personally, I personally find the the concept. Well, I'm torn on the concept. I, I love the fact that you mentioned when you when you went when you walk through the elevator doors into the first one, the energy. That's that's a huge plus to me. Yeah. I am the type of person that if I catch something out of the corner of my eye or uh, uh it, or just it 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 hits my ear just in passing I'm like, "Oh." And then my my concentration is blown. Yeah, that so that's can... the that's the downside to me of a co-working space or an office in general. That's why corporate America was so hard on me. Um, yeah. I think that that can happen and um, it's interesting. One of our long-term members, she said, well, when I was first a member, you suggested I buy noise canceling headphones. I'm like, I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even remember making that suggestion, but I'm, I'm a little squirrely too. So yeah, I listen <laughs> to, I leave my earbuds are in a lot and mm -hmm. I'm listening to music. Um, it's oftentimes when people come here, they're really surprised how quiet it is. And we definitely have our moments. Like 
there's an employee here who um, he works for Facebook. So when he came in last week, we were all very curious <laughs> to hear <laughs> about the outage. Right. Oh, yeah. But we also, I mean, it's also a space for, you know, cheering people on. And I think that's, for me, that's a really important piece is oh, yeah. like entrepreneurship can be super lonely and isolating and, and it feels like you're the only, you're the only one who has ever fill in the blank. And sometimes it's nice to just know, like, we're not in this by ourselves. Absolutely. I was, I, in fact, that's what I was, I was thinking before you said it. So I'm glad you said it. It's, you feel like, you know, what's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? This is hard. I can't sure. believe this happened to me or that happened to me, or I must be the only person that's done X. And the truth of the matter is, unfortunately, no, there's a lot of people out there that have gone through very similar things to what any of us might have experienced on any random Monday. Well, and another and, thing, it's like the most ridiculous things like, hey, does anybody know the shortcut for how to do this in Microsoft Word? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I could go to Google and figure that out. But it's also nice to have like somebody or somebody's using a tool that you're curious about. It's like, Ooh, can you show me more about how you project? Right, because, yeah. Yeah. And insert name of tool here. We'll call it X. It doesn't, you know, and you go to their sales page and you're convinced that this will solve oh. everything in your life, if not just a specific problem. And their sales page is brilliant. And you're like, okay, and now I'm going to have another subscription. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'll forget about it in 90 days and I'll Wait. pay for it. Anyway. Have you but been looking you, at my credit card statement? Well, no, I'm looking at mine <laughs> and, um, and, but you go and, you know, if you, if I said, Hey, Tracy, can you tell me about this X software X service? And you go, Oh, and then you can sit down and tell me in non, you might be a huge evangelist for the product. You may love the product and you may be a better salesman for the product than their sales page was, but it's more authentic. It's a better connection. Sure. And then I'll go. Oh, well, yeah. Tracy's using it this way. That would work. Oh, yeah, that'll work for me. Or, oh, that won't work for me. I'll need to go look at software Y. Um, not that software X was bad. And so I do love the ability of having like-minded people in the same yeah. room, um, yeah. like-minded like people with um, similar issues. So what you might not have been aware of is that Tracy got called away to walk a prospective uh, co-working space member uh, for a tour. And she just sat back down and we just hit the record button. And my first question to her was, where were we at? So that's why this is a little yes. disjointed. All right, Tracy, welcome back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. It feels like a Monday and we're recording this on a Thursday. <laughs> so oh, just, let's, let's just Someone do this. came in and said, happy Tuesday. And I was like, yeah, happy yeah. Tuesday. I'm like, wait, it's not Tuesday. What day is it? Yeah, so honestly, so Tracy, let's let's just do this in real time. You just had a prospective user of the of the co-working space come through. Yeah. Why do they want to use the space? Did they share with you what their their hopes were? <clears throat> oh, I didn't ask this person, oh, okay. but usually it's um folks who just need to get out of their house. For sure. a little bit, sure. Um, 
or get away from, I mean, think about these last, this last year and a half and how parents, mostly moms were burdened with, okay, burdened is a terrible word to use in the same sentence with mother, but they were running businesses and they were running homeschools. And mm-hmm. at this point, people are like, get me out of my house. Um, my husband is remote forever at this point. He works for the city of Seattle. And so like remote forever is awesome if you're an introvert mm-hmm. and you're totally fine not ever talking to people. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. That came out totally wrong. No, no, um, no. Because but- I'll just interrupt you and say, I'm pretty much an introvert. It's not that I'm okay. I'm perfectly okay talking with you through this, this technology that we're using. Right. But, and we'll come back probably to this because this is going to probably relate to your, your book and all of that. Put me in a room with five or more people. And I try my absolute best to blend into the wall. Mm-hmm. I just, I can sit here and have this conversation all from the, you know, comfort of my office. Happy to chat with you all day long. Absolutely comfortable with this. Add four more people to it and put us in person and you'll go, is that the same guy I just talked to? Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's really weird for me. So, so we have, it's really interesting because we have some members who come in and, you know, they go get coffee and they hang out at the coffee pot. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have other people who just come in, sit down, get to work. And I do say I, it's, I want to honor the way they want to work. Sure. So I don't want to go up and talk to them or interrupt them. Um, even though I, I know they wouldn't feel like I was interrupting or any of us was interrupting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I think the key is it's community. And so what happens is when someone new is here, the community wants to know who it is. Sure. And that's, that's, that's perfectly normal and natural for, for, for us to want to know, like, who is this new person? What do they do? We're curious about them. Of course. So how long is the co-working space? How long is your co your co-working space been open? And since you were the first one in Snohomish County, let's, we'll go, I want to, I want to explore that a little bit. So first off, how long have you been open? We opened, April of 2017. Okay. So you've been open since pre. Yes. Pre crazy. Um, or whatever word you want to use for it. Um, okay. So you've opened this in 2017. Yeah. How long after you were in your five minute conversation where you said you no longer wanted to manage Facebook pages and you wanted to run a co-working space from that statement to opening, how long did that take? 10 months. Okay. So you really took action. I did. Um, and I, so one of the things that, um, I knew was important to me is I'm an idea person, right? I'm like, Oh yeah, let's make it happen. And so I came home from that event and did not say a word to my husband because I knew he would have a bunch of questions that I didn't have answers to. And so it would have been frustrating for both of us. And so I spent the next month really gathering information. So then when I went to him and said, Hey, I have this idea for a business and here's how it could work. Then I had some data 
to also share because I knew that that would be important to him. So I'm going to ask for marital advice. Um, you didn't, you didn't know this was coming, right? I did not. So how did you manage to keep this idea to yourself for a month? Because my wife, who I can't say unconditionally, but pretty darn close supports my aha moments of let's do this without really thinking about the practicality of whatever that is. So how, and so where I'm asking personally is like, okay, so you kept this kind of bottled up. You went and did your research. You got your questions because you knew they were coming. See, I don't think I could do that. So how did you do help me? How'd you do that? Um, you know, as I look back, I'm not sure if I can remember exactly how, <laughs> well, because <laughs> I, I know, sorry. Um, one, I wanted I think I was so excited and so um, enveloped by the potential that mm-hmm. I knew that if I talked to him too soon, it would have been a complete failure. Okay. Because, be, because I know that he was going to, he was going to want answers to questions and they were questions that I ultimately needed the answers to also. Mm-hmm. And so coming to him with a more complete picture, I just know was going to be the way to win him over. Okay. Well, obviously we know that that was successful, right? I mean, you're, we're sitting here and you're, yeah. you're in your co-working space. So he ultimately, oh, yeah. you were at least able to sell him on the idea for the last four or five years. Yeah. <laughs> so good, good on you. 10 months. Yeah. Open the doors. What, what month did you open the doors in? April. April. You were full the next day, right? April. <laughs> what, what you mentioned oh. earlier that, you know, when you were doing events, you know, networking events and meeting people and you were talking about coworking and they would kind of look at you like, what's that? How long did it take you to get to the point where you felt like, this is going to be okay. We're going to do this. I mean, not necessarily profitability, like, but you know, you're, you're like, okay, this, we are, we are serving a need here. We've got a a space slash product that people want. We're going to do okay. Uh, What day is it today? Uh, Cause I'm not sure if I'm there yet. Honestly, I think there was a time where when we had reached profitability, um, where I was like, this is so cool. Like this is, we're actually making it happen. And then three months later, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was literally December of 2019 when mm-hmm. we had gotten there and, oh, but I know, sorry. I know it's it, honestly, if I don't laugh about it, then sometimes I like, ah, but I also know that, um, so I, a lot over the last year, I have felt like, you know what, this is going to be amazing mm-hmm. because I mean, even Amazon this week announced that they're, they may or may not be going back. Um, right. right. And there are people who have been kind of, I think putting up with the work from home, 
but I think more and more companies, I mean, it's happened a lot where more and more companies in the core are closing or closing mm-hmm. their office space. And I think there's going to be even more of a need. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of people who are like, okay, that's, I mean, they were sick of being in their house six months ago mm-hmm. and now they're like, no, seriously, I need to get out of the house. Right. Um, well, and I, re- I read somewhere <laughs> earlier this week or late last week yeah. that what was it? 2.4 or 2.9 million Americans resigned from their positions in August. It was some, it was the largest resignation in since they've recorded these type of stats, which goes back, I think, don't quote me a hundred years, but it was a, there's a, there is a significant, I perceive there's a significant adjustment in the way knowledge workers are choosing to work. Oh, I love knowledge workers. Well, I mean, okay. If I work, if my job is loading trucks, I can't load a truck from home. Correct. If my job is, my job is working in, in, in a, in a auto dealership as a mechanic. I can't work from home, right. but if I make my living in front of a laptop or a piece, you know, a desktop or something, there's no logical reason from a technology standpoint that I can't be as productive anywhere that I have good connectivity Well, I think as I am in an office tower. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of companies learned is, wow, I thought I had to monitor my people, but really they're getting more work done. I think about my husband worked for the city or works for the city in Seattle mm-hmm. and he drove a half an hour to get to the Edmonds train station. Then he took the train to the office which, you know, was another, so it was an hour and 15 minutes each way. Right. So he got two and a half hours of his day back. Absolutely. And they're letting them work more along the lines of a work schedule that works for them instead of, oh, you have to be in the office at 7 a.m. and work until three. Um, he doesn't start until 845 now. And sometimes he, that just means he works until six. But that the, works way better for him. Right. But some of the challenges I've been reading, and I know this is true for me personally, is the boundaries between between home and work are blurring to the point where I'm checking emails at eight o'clock at night. And if if I make the mistake of responding to a client at nine o'clock at night, I've now set up the expectation that I'm available. So where I'm going with this is that for me, a co-working space actually is a nice intermediate intermediate step between working from home and having no boundaries, working in the office and having the challenges that go along with the commute and all those things. Maybe I work from home a couple of days a week. Maybe I go to the co-working space three days a week, especially if there's, if I lived in Linwood and it was close by. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that boundaries piece is definitely the challenge that, mm-hmm. you know, your work, you change from your work computer to your gaming computer. You're still sitting in the same chair or in the same space that you've been in all day. Well, I, I'll, I'll share this. You can't see my screen. So you see the wall behind me, but what I'm sitting in front of is a, is a Mac uh, computer right now. And then immediately to my right on, so I have 43 inch monitors. 
So these are, you know, good size. Yeah. Okay. My, actually, the truth of it is my computer monitors are larger than my television set in my house. I have a 40-inch TV and 43-inch computer monitors. And I just when you think Perfect. about that. But then on the same table to my right is my PC, which is my business computer, mm-hmm. my other business computer. And I thought when I set this up, there would be this separation. Like I would shift from one mindset to the other. For me, it's not working Uh -uh. for me. For me, it it works because I keep the tools that I use on one machine or the other for the most part. But well, there's a blur. So like if the, the monitor on the other machine currently is in it's off. So I can't be distracted. I keep looking over to it, but I keep, I don't see anything on it. Right. But if an email were to pop in, I'd be like, you know, right. and, and, and so I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not managing my time as well as I'd like to. So to me, the idea of a co-working space has some, some appeal. Well, and um, one of the other great things co-working spaces are good for is doing the tasks that you put off because you come in you don't put off tasks come no i would put that. off going to the co-working i would i would put off going to the co-working space oh. then. <laughs> wow you are committed you are no i'm just like okay if i have to do like all these like 10 things that i don't really feel like doing today the 11th to go to the co-working space is gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> this is not Okay, that's. Totally I, I mean, I, that's just me. I, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. I'm just knowing how efficient I am at procrastination. I'm amazing at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if there was an award for procrastination, I might get around to picking it up. But uh, it's just, it's, yeah. Anyway, enough about me, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I'm enamored. I am. I'm enamored with this idea that you're building this communal space for a rotating cast of characters yes and you're giving them the infrastructure to sit down Mm -hmm. is it so so walk me through like the co-working spaces that i've talked to before they have either you can rent a desk that's your desk or it's kind of first come first serve or there's a hybrid how how does your co-working space work for for your members. It is exactly like you just said. We have um, we have a number of dedicated desks and then we have a large open space where mm-hmm. it's first come first serve. Mm-hmm. But it's, humans humans yeah. are so territorial though. I, I can't imagine that there's oh, not that they, you're sitting in my spot. <laughs> I will say that it's funny when I think about specific members if I'm um, sharing a story about them or something, I always point to where they sit because right. you're right. They sit in the exact same spot every single time. Yeah. We're just so creatures of habit. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. Yeah. But anyway, we, what I, I hijacked this and I asked you, so we were talking about, you know, when you got to the point where you, you realized you had made it Oh yeah. and you were, and you were saying, okay, December of 2019 and okay, then we hit that. But at, if you can go back to November, December of 2019, and you were getting to the point where you're feeling, I think you're I'm putting words in your mouth, but you're, you're getting to the point where like, okay, we're on, we're on to something here with the, we're on the right track. Yeah. What were some of the questions that people had? Because, you know, you had said you were the first co-working space. People were 
uncertain what it was. So how did you begin to share with the public, you know, somebody you met in an event, what it is that you're offering? How, how did that evolve? Well, I definitely tried a lot of different things, but what I say now to people who don't necessarily understand the concept is it's like a gym membership, but for office space. Oh, that's a great idea. Actually, And like a gym membership, it only works when you show up. Wow. That's actually a a really, okay. I don't, I don't use either a co-working space or the gym, but I do understand the (laughs) gym membership model. I do understand it. You know, it's, it's meant to be an affordable place, right? Like renting your own office can be, it's not about rent, right? It's, oh, like, okay, I have to buy my coffee and I need a printer and I need uh, all those other, I need to pay for Wi-Fi. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is really, this can be a springboard for people who like, okay, Mm -hmm. I want a space outside of my house and I'm not quite ready for a private permanent office. And so this is definitely an easy way to just try it out and see if it'll work. One of the things I I like to ask my guests and this, I'll just, we're going to probably ask this to you in a couple of different phases in this conversation today, but phase number one. So around the co-working space and don't say the coffee bar in the co-working space. But I'm a coffee guy. I'm uh-huh. a coffee. I love coffee. So is there good coffee around the co-working space? The coffee bar doesn't count. Doesn't count. No, um, I would never count that. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm in Seattle. I mean, I'm in Linwood, but it You're in Linwood. Seattle. So <laughs> um, within walking distance, there's three coffee places. Okay. But, um, you know, there's also the places that are within a short drive. Um, that are delicious. I mean, I didn't stop. I usually stop on the way, but drop uh, names. Please. Uh, so sure. I love gourmet latte. Okay. And there's another place called, Oh God, I always get the name wrong. wrong. Stop watch espresso. I think it's just a drive through. I mean, you can okay. walk up, but there's no place mm-hmm. to sit. Um, the gourmet latte is woman owned and the stopwatch espresso is owned by this adorable couple who mm-hmm. they memorize my drink faster than any other. Like I drive up, they're like, Oh, here. And I, that, you know, I love that. It makes me. So feel, what is your, what is your go-to beverage? Then? Well, at that place I get a, just a soy latte. Okay. Um, and if I go to gourmet latte, I just get an almond milk iced, always iced 24. Yeah. 365 days of the year. Um, mostly cause I don't like the alternate milk heated up. Okay. Okay. I just solve that by not having the alternate milk. I just drink coffee. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm a, but- I'm a coffee with my milk kind of person. Okay. That's fine. We all have our, we all have our, that's one of the things about coffee. That's kind of cool is that you can serve it. in so a myriad of different ways. All right. So co-working space has got a lot of coffee around it. That's great. (laughs) How about I'm working there places to grab lunch. Are you, are you located? Yes, we have. So um, that's, we have lots of restaurants and lots of independent restaurants, which also makes my heart go pitter pat. Um, But 
just within walking distance, we have a tub subs shop. We have a really good pho place. And there's a um, authentic Mexican restaurant that has the best street tacos. And Okay, okay, wait, wait. You don't get to just say, you know, authentic Mexican place and street tacos. We need names. When they make it's taquero. Oh, buggers. I can't can't pronounce them anyway, so you're okay. But when they make, when you order guacamole, they make mm-hmm. it fresh for you. I'm telling you, it is so good. Oh, Takiero Puebla. Puebla? Okay. Yeah. Um, the family that owns it also owns another restaurant in a nearby city. But yeah, we have lots of walkable. I mean, we have a, there's a Dairy Queen and a Starbucks <laughs> and a Mod Pizza. Um, yeah. Pretty close. We have, there's a lot of food around us, which is. Well- Great. But see, that's also important. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna go there for a few hours, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to probably get up, stretch my legs, grab a cup of coffee, grab some food. So yeah. to having those those choices around. Um, yeah, there's a sushi place up the street too, but I don't like sushi. You're not a, you're not a fan of sushi. Okay, it's okay, it's okay. So, <laughs> and the interview just stops now. We yeah. just no, I'm just kidding. I'm out. Yeah. What's next for the co-working space? What's what? How do you see this evolve? Sounds like a, a really highbrow word, but what adjustments will be? Do you think you'll be making to to the space over the next couple years? Okay, so just between you and me. Yeah, we just will pause the recording. Yeah. Just kidding. So. So I have 4,000 square feet and okay. on the other side of my office, there's a chiropractor's office that has five private offices in it. Mm-hmm. I want that space. <laughs> okay. Well, because private offices, I only have one private office. It's always sure. filled. And right. if I had five more private offices, like people who want a private space, but also don't want Mm -hmm. the expense like i would love to have that um as far as other changes i i'm really looking forward to going back to having in person anything um we still like we've we've had a few little in-person things but Mm -hmm. we're not like we're just taking a break as much as people are tired of having conversations online I think there's a lot of the population that's also still just not ready to get together in person. So, but I'm looking forward to getting back to like seeing people face to face and have like having group conversation. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm with you on that. I think uh, I'm well, first off being introvert is a kind word for me, but I've never been a big, outgoing social event type of person anyway. But I find myself putting those invitations to a completely different set of, of qualifiers before I um, say yes or no, you know, so I, so I I think, you know, I think a lot of us are probably still there as well. So I think you're right on that. 
In fact, I, I know you're right on that. It's not a matter of thinking. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk about your book. What came, I guess here's a question. What came first, chicken or the egg? No, a uh, book or the co-working space? Well, the co-working space technically, but I mentioned this earlier that I ran a social media marketing company before. And yeah. it was a couple years ago when a friend of mine said, Tracy, what if your co-working space is your side hustle and you're really meant to be doing more of the marketing again? And so that's how the book was born, honestly, okay. um, because one of the things that I, I mean, I call myself, a, I don't call myself this very often because it feels a little awkward, but um, I'm a connection queen. Like I love making connections for people mm -hmm. and, um, and building community and the things that I do to build community come really naturally for me. And I know okay. that they don't come naturally for other people. And that's really what the book is about is bringing joy and ease into your marketing. Okay. Um, and it's really by creating community and developing champions around you who, um, will spread the word about you and offer help and all of those things. But, but because you've spent time building relationship. So give us an, give us, let's, let's go a little bit deeper on that. Okay. Give us an example. Give us something, for, give us something from the book. Give us an example of a technique that you describe in the book. Um, well, let me start by just saying that it's about one of the things is about thanking people personally. Right. So, um, knowing their love language mm -hmm. or knowing how they would like to be thanked. So I have a friend who, and I don't know if this story is in the book. It might be, I know that she doesn't care about getting birthday cards on her birthday. So okay. if I see her the week of her birthday, I'll say, you know, that I'm not sending you a card. And I send cards to a lot of people on their birthday. So okay. me not sending one to her is very intentional. I said, but I know her love language is quality time. So next time you're here, let me take you to coffee. Okay. Because then we're walking down, we're, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes of quality time. That's how I show her that I love her. Um, so that's just one example that the things that we do to build relationships, nurture relationships, doesn't, it doesn't have to be the big things. It can mm -hmm. be the little tiny, oh my gosh, I saw this elephant and thought of you because of X, Y, Z. Okay. Um, like when you and I first chatted, I was like, Scott love language coffee, right? Like that's important information for me. Yeah. Um, I wear it on my sleeve mostly because well, I spill it. Well, <laughs> but I think knowing what, you know, how people like to be communicated with. Mm -hmm. So if I have a friend who she, I heard her say, I never answer the phone. And so I texted her about something and she's like, well, I thought you would have called me. I'm like, you said you don't answer the phone. She goes, well, I would answer for you. Like, okay. Okay. I was trying to be respectful of what you wanted and turns out, oh, she would take a phone call from me. Good to know. 
so not to oversimplify, and I'm gonna. I think what I'm about to say is a real oversimplification. But am I am I in the right path? That if what you're kind of saying is that if we just slow down a little bit and pay attention to the cues that are being given to us, that we can get away from that one size fits all uh, response oh, that we tend to that give sounds, to people. That sounds awesome. Right. So there's there's a um, I think about holiday gifts, right? Like a lot of people mm-hmm. like to give holiday gifts to their clients. And right. there's a gal who works here at Inspark and they did custom gifts for their clients last year that were so cool. Um, it wasn't just like, hey, here's a mug with my logo on it. No, I think like they made ha- um trucker hats with the client's logo on it like it was the (laughs) coolest thing well it's you know it's knowing the difference like if somebody doesn't drink coffee don't send them a starbucks card no you don't talk to them let's 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 just just solve it hold on a minute um (laughs) no i i kid no you're absolutely correct if but if you know somebody doesn't drink coffee don't send them a, a Starbucks card and say, well, they have tea there. Well, yes, they do. And it, you could just by pausing, thank you for saying that just by pausing, you can find something different. And, and it's not just about finding something different. It's about the impact, right? Like absolutely, a Starbucks card is completely forgettable. Now, don't get me wrong. I like me a Starbucks card, but it's, it's not necessarily like, oh yeah, what was that thing that, oh yeah, they gave me a Starbucks card. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the other stories I tell in the book is about a friend of mine who he gave me a referral and he may have given me more than one referral, but it was a referral that resulted in a long-term client. So then Mm -hmm. one day they posted on Facebook, want just the word want with a link to a millennium Falcon bottle opener. I'm like, (laughs) well, then I'm going to buy that for them. So I bought it, had it sent to me. And then I sent a thank you card with that bottle opener. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I could have sent a $20 gift card to say thank you. But that millennium Falcon bottle opener is thoughtful or remarkable. And they gave you the clue. They gave you uh, the clue. Yeah. It's not that you got, it's not that you racked your brain. What would this person like? Uh, oh, yeah. a Millennium Falcon bottle opener. No, they gave you the clue. Yeah. I think it's about paying attention. And to- my love language is gifts. And so I think mm-hmm. that that also makes me think about like what other people would like as a gift. I right. love giving gifts. I love giving good mm-hmm. gifts. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, if gifts isn't somebody's love language, knowing that too, right? Like, right. Well, it's it's just. I mean, in my world, everybody likes to text, and I'm better at it. I'm more better is not the right word. I'm more accepting of it now. Well, yeah. first off, fair. These sausages make it really hard on a keyboard 
And then when you speak to your phone, actually what I do now is I text by talking to my phone and I don't correct it anymore. And I just go, here you go, figure it out. Because, you know, uh, Siri or whoever's listening to me, I must not speak clearly 50% of the time. So, but the challenge with, so I'm a, I talk to text all the time too. So then if I'm leaving someone a voice message, I have to work really hard not to say period and comma. <laughs> See, I solved that. I don't, my, my talk to text has no grammar. It's one run on uh, however long it's just. See, my degree is in journalism. Like I it think it pains you to hear that. Yeah. It probably just absolutely <laughs> pains you. No, it's, but the, the point is, is so is that as much as I'm not a fan of texting, that's not my preferred conversation yeah. style methodology many of the people that i collaborate with that's how they want yeah that's what they that's what they want so we accommodate to the best of our abilities but when i find somebody's preferred style is to pick up the phone awesome i pick up the phone i think that's the i think that's great i think we can all learn (sighs) this doesn't have to be difficult it just has to be I think slowing down, paying attention to the clues that people give us. Well, and attention, there's a quote out there somewhere about, you know, attention is precious. It's a precious commodity, right? It's a precious Mm -hmm. currency that we can offer one another. Right. No, absolutely. It's yeah. uh, the simple act of, you know, say we were going, you and I were going out to lunch, you know, taking our phones and turning them, face down on the table. I, I, the, I had a story. I have a, a dear friend of mine is a, is a mortgage lender. And at that time I was a, an, an active real estate agent and we went out to lunch one day. And so we decided to have a bet. Um, whoever looked at their phone first would buy lunch. And so we set our phones and you can't, cause you know, we set our phones in the center of the table. He's sitting across from me and I asked him a question. He is a Seahawks fan. And I asked him a question about the Seahawks. And he, and he, and I just, and I didn't do it to set him up. I honestly didn't do it to set him up. But as soon as his hand moved, I just was quiet. And he grabbed his phone. I go, well, lunch is free today. Thank you. <laughs> and he's just like, we can't, he just, we're so just, we grab those things and we're not present. And the rest of the meal, we laughed about it. We, we actually didn't look at our phones the rest of the meal. And it was, it was a lot of fun, but it was just watching his reaction grab the phone and i think about like like smartwatches Mm -hmm. like no i know you're not looking at what time it is you're looking at who you just got a text from or an email or and it's it those conversations are really challenging because i'm like but what i want to know is how can they even read what's on that tiny little screen yeah. I mean, it, I can't hold my arm far enough away to see what's on this. You can, you know, I'll hand the watch to you and go, can you hold it for me? Yeah. That's, so, that's definitely, um, well, which is probably why those smartwatches are definitely fit for a younger audience. I mean, they have got some great, don't get me wrong, this technology that we have at our disposal in our back pocket or on our wrist is staggeringly cool, but it's also amazingly distracting. Well, I think right now, Samsung has a full phone that folds. Right. And I'm like, how? 
I, yeah, you're right. The technology that's available, it has the power to connect us, but it also has the power to pull us apart. Right. If we give it that power, I suppose. Well, and I think, I think many of us have maybe not intentionally given the power, but have lost that power. Uh You know, we've given, we've, our, we've given, we've given into the device. So when you're not helping build community, i.e., uh, in your, in your co-working space, helping people with your books and all that. What do you like to do when you're not helping others? What's, what's fun and exciting in your world in, in the Linwood area? Uh, well, I love to do karaoke. Um, oh. there's not a lot of places yet back to karaoke, which is probably good. One of my, one of my favorite, um, headlines came at the very beginning of this pandemic. And it was from like the BBC or something, which I already love because Brits have the best sense of humor. And the headline was studies show drunk people can't socially distance. And I was like, yes. So that can be problematic in karaoke. (laughs) Um, I like to go roller skating. I bought roller skates during the pandemic. Um, Okay. And roller skating. So there's a roller skating rink in Linwood. Um, it's been there forever. It was closed for a really long time over the last year and a half. Um, but when I was in high school, that's where we, every Sunday we would go roller skating for three and a half hours. And now it's just fun to, I mean, the place has not changed. No, probably the the roller skates are probably the same ones you wore in high school. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But roller skating. And I love, um, I love go, just going outside in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm realizing how restful that is for me to just breathe some fresh air, go look at evergreen trees. I mean, if I can be on the water and are surrounded by evergreen trees, like I think of the San Juan Islands, right? They're perfect. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Um, yeah, and we like wonderful. the other thing we really like is comedy and we're, digging into some some like we're seeing some live comedy coming up okay that it's like okay just let's just laugh right i feel like we can all use a lot more laughter in our lives so do you have any recommendations of local comedians that we should uh check out none of these people are local but we're seeing um like Dimit- where are you going for where are you going where so we see dimitri martin he's playing at i can't remember where he's playing um we're going to go to portland to see Patton oswald um okay. mostly because he's playing seattle on new year's eve and we really don't want to go out on new year's eve right. um okay. there's yeah, I'm thinking about local comedians. I know there's not a lot of local comedy happening yet. These are so like we saw Eliza Schlesinger a couple weeks ago and we bought those tickets in 2019. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> so okay. this was a moved and moved show. Um, okay. But yeah, getting just getting out and laughing has it was so therapeutic that first time, which was a couple weeks ago. I'm like, <gasps> okay, we need more of this. Yeah, no, I th- I think I think you're right. I think we do. Yeah. What question I have I have a a last question I want to ask you, but we'll we'll I'll spring that on you at the end. Okay. Right there. 
But what question didn't I ask you that I should have asked you? What what did we not cover that we could have covered? Hmm. Gosh, that's a good question. And I don't know if I have an answer. Um, okay. That's, and, you know. Yeah, I think. <sighs> no, well, I can't think of anything. Okay. So, f- all right. So where can people find out more about you? We'll put some links in the show notes, but why don't you tell, tell the audience where people can find out more about the co-working space, about you, about the book, all of that. So I'm, I'm pretty easy to find when it comes to social media. If you spell my first name, right? Cause my name is Tracy with an E E Y. Um, but I mean, Instagram, I am ignite your champions, okay. which is also the name of the book. Um, and the co-working space is in spark co-working in spark, like where inspiration and spark connect right? co-working. Right. Um, okay. when people are like, Oh, it's a great name. How'd you come up with that? Well, honestly, I mean, hasn't it, it doesn't anybody else just buy domain names? <laughs> uh, I have 25 at this point. I think a couple might be expiring, but, um, yeah, I started putting words together with that, with co-working at the end and, and I really like inspiration and spark. And it is funny how often people use the word spark when they're here, just in normal mm-hmm. conversation. It cracks me up. So my response to your, doesn't anybody buy domain names? I buy domain names like the stereotypical woman buys shoes. I I have, I don't know how many. Oh yeah. I bought, I, I bought, bought two this week. Yeah. I, and, yeah. and I think, yeah. I think, for business people like buying them, my daughter would be like, Oh, what a waste of money. I'm like, look, if I have an idea and it costs mm-hmm. me $15 to pursue mm-hmm. so, the yep. idea, mm-hmm. right? Like I own, right. I own startup Snohomish and I own startup Snowco because there isn't a startup in Snohomish County. And right. I love entrepreneurs. Like let's do, let's make something up. Let's do something. No, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I have bought, I don't know, lots and lots, lots of domains. Lots of domains. Lots of domains. All right. So my last, so we're going to put links to all that in the show notes so people can find you. Um, we'll give them, we'll make it easy for them to click on links for you. So here's our, here's our last question of the day. What is your go-to karaoke song? I have a couple. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Walk like an Egyptian, always a crowd pleaser because they get to sing the whoa. Yeah. Or, um, and here's like completely on the other spectrum. I love um, Paramore, Call Me When You're Sober. Makes me feel like a rocker when I'm really not a rocker. <laughs> okay. All right. Those are my two. There's those. Okay. I would, I got nothing. I, I have never sung karaoke in my life going back to that whole Scott doesn't want to be in a crowded room with people. Sure. But but the reason I don't do this is because because the people in the crowded room 
would leave the room immediately if I opened my voice in song. It would ruin their evening. So I am being kind by not being on the karaoke stage. Okay, that's that is my gift to the audience is to not. That is totally fair. In front of the microphone. Thank you so much for making this happen. I had, I had a lot of Thank fun chatting you. with you. I'm excited. I'm going to come over and take a look at this co-working space. Not that it's going to work for me, but I want to come over and take a look at it just from a from a curiosity standpoint and an inspirational standpoint. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that you're doing this. Uh, and I will. Yeah, we will talk more. I'm sure. Okay. Thanks so much for being here, and uh, the best of luck and success. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.